All right, welcome everybody to the ongoing saga that we like to call Beyond the Barrels, our uh, bi-weekly podcast that we do here at UDOT. My name is Matt Allred. I'm the uh, internal communications manager here at UDOT, and, and I say this to everybody. I, my job is to make sure we're talking to each other. And so this is one of the fun tools that we get to have and, and use to, to talk to each other and get information out to our employees. So welcome back. I think this is lucky episode number 13. Is that right, Grant? 13. Uh, keep listening, guys. We're getting people listening, and, and we're excited to, to have you back. So today, uh, we've got a very special guest. It's Chris Maybe. He is our the manager of our employee safety program. Chris, welcome. Thank you. It's good to have you here. Well, that depends. <laughs> depends on uh, why you chose safety to be lucky number 13. Well, we're just going to call safety. We're just going to call 13 lucky today. Um, <laughs> I didn't put those two together. Uh, typically, if everybody knows 13 is a typically an unlucky number, but we're just going to call it. We're going to call it lucky this time. So, Chris, we're glad you're here. Um, you are the manager of our employee safety program, but we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, give us a little bit of background on who you are, where you're from, where were you before UDOT, um, why you're here, why UDOT. So just kind of give us the, the rundown on who Chris maybe is. Well, uh, I've been doing health and safety for close to 25 years now. Um, prior to UDOT, I was up in Canada for three years, and I was working at a Komatsu dealership and service group, and I was the general manager dealing with all their health and safety programs up there. Um, I'm originally Germany. Um, lived eight years in California and then the majority of my life in Utah. So, and then up to Canada and back down to, to Utah. What drove me to my money, um, I've had some pretty high level positions, but it took checking out different operations throughout the world. Uh, missed a lot of things. A lot of our employees have that same reason for being here. Uh, flexibility. If my son has a soccer game at four, in the afternoon, I can, I can go to the soccer game at four. Of our employees are, unless there's a snowstorm, right? Unless we're in the middle of something big or constructed. But in general, UDOT's been great. Good. Well, we're glad you're here. Um, or most impactful, something that, that you can look back on. and. I think one of my memorable experiences uh, so far here with UDOT is uh, I've been on the job probably three months or just under three months. And we had an unfortunate accident up in the Alta uh, area where an excavator um, seriously injured a contractor. Um, and I, as I approached that scene, um, I was noticing some individuals that were actually on the downhill side of the equipment. That had already rolled. That right? had already rolled. It was, it was upright. One track, the lower track was uh, dug in. The bucket on the boom was supporting it, but the upside track was off the ground. Uh, and we were we were leaking hydraulic oil from what we could tell. Yeah. So uh, as we came on the scene, there were three individuals on the downhill side, which is not the safe side of this machine. Of course, yeah. Uh, and so I had an opportunity to talk to those individuals and to get them to recognize the hazard that they'd stuck them or the danger they'd put themselves in. Um, it's those types of experience that, uh, or experiences that, that I really, um, I don't want to say enjoy, 
but makes it satisfying to be in this line of work that I'm in because I have that opportunity to educate individuals on recognizing hazards and don't and not putting themselves in situations where they could potentially get seriously hurt. Well, and I think a lot of times as employees, or even if we're there uh, responding to an emergency, we don't we don't necessarily think about our own safety. Uh, you know, we're more concerned of uh, assessing the situation and how did this happen and what can we do to prevent it without actually thinking through, hey, this thing could roll again. And you know? and in this case, that's exactly. I mean, it was a very serious accident that fatally injured somebody, and. Everybody wants to understand why it happened so that we can prevent it. And in this case, they just weren't thinking about the situation that may arise from being, you know, in the vicinity of that piece of equipment on, and it was on a 50 degree slope. So, so pretty steep, pretty up, steep up on the hillside in that at Alta. Uh, I think we were doing avalanche prevention or avalanche yep. control work um, in the, in the fall and that's correct. Yep, I remember that one. Well, uh, it, it's good to have little moments of impact with the people we work with. And and uh, employee safety is kind of a big thing. I, I know that, especially in the communication group, we've started to talk about it more and more. Um, how do we get the word out? How do we make sure that our employees are safe? And that's kind of the big reason why I wanted you here today is that mm -hmm. we could talk about what are we doing? What does it look like? Uh, what can we do better? So if... You, Run us down. Like how 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 are the numbers? How's the employee safety uh, here at UDOT? Um, what are we doing right? What are the opportunities to, to be better? Mm -hmm. So, I wanna I wanna start off by saying when I start talking about the numbers, we need to realize that when I'm talking injuries and I talk about a frequency rate, I'm talking about real people. Okay, and it's the total number of people per hundred employees. Okay. Okay. So right now, um, from 2016 to current, we're at about a 34% reduction in our total number of injuries. That's good. So we've gone, it's, it's great. We've gone from 4.77. Now that's 4.77, if you can actually hurt 0.77 yep. people. Injuries. Right, yep. injuries. Um, per 100 employees. So take that number, times it by 16, 15, yep. 1,600 yep. that we have. And that's the total number of employees that we expect to hurt based on our current rate. Now, injuries, we're not, this doesn't have to be huge injuries either. This could be me picking up a box in my cubicle and twisting my back wrong. Well, it depends. Okay. Um, so we don't, we don't track, well, we do track, but we don't record um, with OSHA anything that's a first aid case okay. or, or untreated. So this is anything that's severe enough that's required medical intervention. Okay. Cool. Um, all the way up to including fatalities, although, you know, we haven't had a fatality of, an actual UDOT employee for a few years now. Yeah, so that's that's a great fortune. Yep. Absolutely. So currently we're we're at three point one five. So that represents year to date for twenty eighteen. Good. Which is great. Yep. Uh, again, thirty four percent reduction. Where we're missing it right now is our equipment damage. Now some people would say, well that's not employee safety. Well, it is. Because if you think about it, if the circumstances could have been any different you know, a little bit sooner, a little bit later, whatever the case may be, we may actually hurt somebody. Yeah. And we're we're actually increasing uh, from 2017 to 2018, 32% in our equipment damage. Wow. So we got a lot of work to do there. Do. So some of the things that I, I think we're doing great at is we're actually starting to see a shift in our culture as, as we start having these roads committees, um, which 
people can call an employee safety committee if yep. you want. But um, we're starting to have more involvement in these. Um, we're re revamping the statewide one to be more employee driven, which I think is great. Uh, we've put together a charter that we're going to have sent out to the senior levels so that they understand what the role and how the how the roads committee is going to function. Um, I think our efforts when it comes to training has increased and I think is really making some impact there. Yeah. So Lori Economy's group, um, her trainers and that are doing a great job. Uh, and I think employees are starting to get more more involved. Are they getting more involved because they want to be involved or does it feel like, is it more organic that they feel like they're involved because they want a safer environment or is it, a lot of times we get stuck in meetings or on committees because we're told to we're told to do that. It might it might be a little bit of both, a bit of both. to be honest with you. But I think as the employees really start to look at, you know, where we want to be, um, how do we get there, they start to see that they're actually their input is 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 valued, especially in these committees. Yeah. Even if they've been put on the committee, like voluntold, yeah, exactly. as I like to yep. say, yep. they start to see the value in it. Um, and they start to get more involved. So I think there's some value there. Well, and one of the things that I've noticed is we both uh, attend the Employee Advisory Council meetings, even though we're not actual members of the of the council. Um, a lot of the discussions we have in that meeting are employee safety-based, mm -hmm. whether it's, it's uh, safety gear or um, the stuff that our guys are, are wearing in the field. A lot of that discussion centers around employee safety, and people are involved in it. Well, employee safety, safety as a whole, I mean, encompasses a broad range of things. Um, I, I use, I, I've been around a lot of mechanics, I guess. And one of the things that I, I talk to them about is, you know, I've got a safety manual that says you got to do lockout, tag out, you got to do this. But then I look at manuals that tell you how to rebuild a piece of equipment or, or, a, or an engine is usually yeah. what I use. Yeah. You follow that manual. Why do you follow that manual? Why do you torque things the way that they're supposed to be torqued at a certain foot poundage? Why do you make sure that the, the mill specs are correct and so on and so forth? Because you want your engine to run, Yeah. right? You want it to, 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 to last, right? Yeah. Well, same scenario here. That's actually a safety manual. You have to safely put together an engine so that it runs properly. Now let's take a safety manual. Safety manual is basically the same thing. It's a set of instructions to help you live longer yeah. and be healthier. Yep. Good. I like that. That's a good analogy. Yeah. So some of the things that I think we can actually improve on, um, one of the things we're having a hard time with is hazard recognition. And it's not really the big things. When we're out in the field, we're actually on the road, setting up traffic control, I believe our employees understand the dangers around that. Of course. It's it's a high-risk situation. Yeah. Yeah. What I think we're missing is the smaller things. It's the things like making sure that our wing plows are up or out of the way or that our truck can fit through the doorway yeah. or the bay door, right, rather than hitting the building or making sure that, that the guards are on our grinders or properly secured to the ground. I mean, there's a list of small things that I don't think we quite recognize yet. And I think it's a great area of opportunity that's really going to have an impact. Just be more aware, more aware of, of what we're doing and, and what's happening around us. Absolutely. Good. You talked a little bit about the roads program. Let's jump over to that. Tell me what, 
Tell me what the Rhodes program is for those employees that don't necessarily understand. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I, I believe the Rhodes right now, um, when I got here, the Rhodes and as it started was really these observation cards. Uh, going out and watching people do their jobs and then documenting, you know, what you see, what you, you know, what's good, what's bad, and then having a conversation. Well, I liken that un, unto driving down the road and seeing a highway patrolman or a, a police officer sitting there and you continue to do all the bad habits yeah, that you... Yeah, nobody's doing that. Nobody's doing nobody's it. Everybody doing snaps that. into shape. Yeah. And, you you, you yeah. see them up front and up, up ahead and you slow down. You immediately yep. slow down and your blinker goes on. Yeah. <laughs> so what what a lot of the regions are doing now is they're recognizing that. That that's really, uh, while a, a good thing for tracking things, it's not really the intent. The intent is to really see what our culture is and how can we, how can we modify or change our culture. Um, so I'm, I'm looking to slowly evolve the roads program from not just the cards, but to our program as a whole. So if you talk about the safety manual, you talk about our culture, you talk about the way we interact with each other, that's roads. Yeah. And it's our road map to an integrated culture, which I can talk about. Yeah. So, um, it's funny we, we when we start these podcasts we have a list of notes here what are the important things we want to talk about one of the things that you brought up was carlos's top 10 right and the number one thing on his list was zero fatalities we talked about zero fatalities and and how it's important so 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 i'm, I'm going to twist this a little bit okay. because what his message is is how do we get under 200 fatalities on our roadways um this is with the traveling public, right? How do we get under 200 fatalities? And to me, and, and I think you you have the same idea, is that zero fatalities doesn't just mean on our roadways. Uh, zero fatalities, it, it includes us as employees. Zero fatalities, injuries, uh, crashes, right? And that translates over to our employees. How do we make that a real goal here um, when we talk about our department? How do we do that zero fatalities here within our employee base? So... Let me step back a little bit. So yeah, Carlos's number one goal is is that we will be the safest DOT in the country. And that yeah, that's right? actually the first thing he said. Right? Yeah, of course. But and but it goes on to say less than two hundred fatalities per year. And I'm reading, I may have been accused of reading into it a little bit, saying that we're going to be the safest internal DOT as well when it comes to employee safety and that. So how can you not do that? Or how can you yeah, how can you not include that in there? And have an objective of zero. Yeah. So it, it all it flows all together, together, right? Of course. So here's how we get to zero. Um, number one, we have to change our culture to a culture of integration. What does that mean? Um, just to give you a kind of a definition, integration is the attitude, belief, perception, and values that employees share with respect to safety in the workplace. So we all have a common belief and a common value that safety is important and that everybody goes home the way they came to work. Of course. Right. Um, so it's, it's basically the way we do business. We just do it. Safety as part of what we do. It, and it should be yep. right. We're so, always looking out for each other. Yep. Our culture is number one. So then we have to understand um, who's the expert. Now you may immediately go and say, well, Chris must be thinking he's the expert. I sat in a, 
uh, a training session with some supervisors, some shed supervisors, and I talked to them about who's the expert, who's the subject matter expert. And to be honest with you, when it comes to OSHA or ways to, to be safe, okay, fine, I understand the regulations and I've been doing it of for course, a while. Yeah. But I am not the expert when it comes to the jobs that the individuals in UDOT do. They are the experts. Of course. They've and, got experience and yep. they've been doing it for years. And yep. So if you leave it up to me um, to make make it 100% safe, you're not going to be able to do your yeah, job. it's not going to happen. Right? Yeah. So I need to rely on the experts in conjunction with programs to say this is the best way to do this, the safest way to do this. This is how we mitigate or manage the risks, and we move forward with that. And then it's then it's a matter of what I call caring about the people around you and sharing when you see things or have ideas. So it's a, it's a culture of caring and sharing. Well, which I think was the original intent of the roads program. Yep. Um, it, it, and it kind of got into this weird, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to report on you. Or I'm going to observe and then tattle on what you're doing yeah. wrong. And, and that's not the way for, for behavior to change. No. Right. And so we do, we need to, we need to care enough about each other and say, Hey, Chris, I saw you do this today and I just, I don't think it was the safest thing. And how do we fix that? Or how do we make it better next time? Right. Absolutely. And, and when these behavior programs, roads get started in other organizations, it's the same thing. I've seen it multiple times where they, they start out with a card because that's the way they've been told. This is how you change the culture. Well, I think it's more, this is how you get the culture started. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But then it has to evolve. And if it doesn't evolve, to match what the culture's doing, right, and the evolution of your culture, of course. then I think we're going to continue into this um, policeman yeah. attitude, right? Which doesn't help. No, which, which it doesn't help helps. the situation. I think it was great. And you'll see, if you go out to the different regions, you'll actually see where there's a little twist in each region on what they're, how they're applying these cards. Which is good. And, and we talk about our regions a lot and talk about how they're very distinct and different and how they operate. Mm -hmm. And that's good. We want our regions to operate. I want region four to be region four. You know, I don't want them to do the, th the way that things are, are being done here at the complex. And, and same thing with all four regions. Now, granted, there are there there's black and white safety rules that has to be followed. Right. But the way that we use those rules, the ways we discuss about uh, or we have these conversations about safety, mm -hmm. make it your own. And if your team wants to have a safety conversation that's different from another team, by all means, have that conversation the way that it works for you and the people that you work with. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, what should motivate us? I mean, we, we, we talk about this culture. We talk about caring for each other. Um, talk about policies. <laughs> what should motivate me to be safe? What should motivate our employees to be safe? I think when it comes to motivation, I think everybody has to look to themselves to figure out what motivates me to come to work and be safe. We all have different um, things out there, family, uh, significant others, hobbies, friends that we enjoy. We come to work to, to earn a paycheck, to do a good, good job for UDOT, but ultimately we want to go home yeah. and we want to enjoy that time off. It's that flexibility of and that's that work-life balance. And I think it's hard to nail down um, 
what motivates everybody as a whole. Everybody's why yep. is a little bit different. So we had a, just as an example, we had a, a family picnic in a previous life of mine. And one of the things we did is we handed out t-shirts to the children as they came through. And yeah. it said on it, there are a lot of reasons to be safe at work. I'm one of them. Huh. I like that. And it, it was very impactful to a lot of people. It doesn't reach everybody because not everybody has children. Yeah. So then you got to look, you know, internal to yourself to decide why do I want to be safe and why do I want to go home and as healthy as when I came to work, right? Yeah. Uh, nobody wants to come to work and get hurt. That's that's not the of intent. Course, of course. And, and we want to go home in the same condition that, that we came to work. Absolutely. I, you mentioned hobbies, and I think that's it's kind of a cool way to think of it or, or a, a different way to think about it. We always think family and friends and, and health and stuff like that. But, man, we've got a lot of golfers. We've got a lot of hunters. Um, we got a lot of guys that ride dirt bikes. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're a bit of an adrenaline junkie. Yeah. But that's okay as long as you manage the risk. Of course. And well, and, and that's the thing too, is that we, we all, you know, we all have different risks here at our jobs. Absolutely. Mine are vastly different than a shed supervisor in region three, right? They just, they just are. Um, but there are things that I can get hurt doing here. Um, you know, walk, gosh, walking across the parking lot, I can get hurt. Um, but if you're mindful of that, why of what's motivating you to be safe. And if mine is golf, it's not, but what if it is, and I know, hey, man, I, I, I can't play a full 18 if I'm now limping, <laughs> right? Or or if it's hunting or if it's riding a dirt bike or whatever it is, um, think about that why. Um, and if that's what it needs to be, if it needs to be your hobby, great. If it's your kids, perfect. If it's uh, you want to keep collecting a paycheck, great. Whatever it is, and all of our whys are different. Absolutely. Um, think about that. I like that. We should be motivated by our whys. Good. Um, so we keep talking about this culture. Culture is kind of a buzzword these days here at, at the department. Uh, and, and when we talk about UDOT culture, we kind of do the 10,000 foot view that from up top, what are the things that our employees are, are concerned about? Um, and the three things that keep coming up, and we've talked about flexibility today is one of them. Uh, people like the fact that our culture has flexibility to it. Uh, teamwork is important. Mm. Um, and trust. Those are the three that, that we talk about. This now becomes, when we talk about safety, a culture of safety becomes an action, right? How do we develop this culture of safety? Um, what kind of things do we need to be doing as individuals to add to this culture? Culture's a hard one to, to define and to nail down, to be honest with you. Um, there are things called an, a maturity model, that are out there. It's five steps to a culture. Um, in the last organization, well, not the last, but the when I was with a, a mining organization, we, we came up with a culture model to help define how we're going to get to the next level and so forth. So we went from awareness uh, up to consent to participation, ownership, and then this thing I talked about earlier, which was integration. And each level within that had defined definitions um, so that you could see, you could actually do a temperature check and understand where your culture is. Um, when we talk about moving from one step to the next, by example, um, let's use close calls. Uh, there's, a, there's a culture out there right now that we shouldn't report 
the close calls because we don't want to get in trouble. Of course. And that should not be um, the culture. The culture should be more of a, we want people to know. We want to get that information out there so that we can prevent somebody from getting hurt. Of course. Right? Yeah. So that's just one example. That's going actually pretty extreme. That's going from consent all the way up to integration all at once. Yeah. Um, so you'll take steps within there. Um, if you want if you want to move along the culture, I think it's really accepting accepting the fact that things are going to happen. Okay. That we want to catch them and we want to report them so that we can fix them before somebody gets hurt. Well, and and it's not catch them and report them for punishment or yeah. to reprimand somebody. Uh, it's really just to make sure, hey, th- we, we don't want this to happen, period. And exactly. it's nothing, nothing against you. Close calls happen. They do. And um, injuries happen. And we're not looking to punish somebody over that. We want to figure out why did it happen and how do we make sure it doesn't happen again. Absolutely. And I think that message has to get down to all levels of the organization. But um, certainly we need to start taking a look at that because I think there's a lot of things going on out there that we could prevent and we could reduce the, the, the amount of injuries. We could reduce the amount of equipment damages um, that are going on or potentially could happen. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, for me, it's a number one thing. We need to start looking at being able to report things without fear of retaliation. So communication. Communication. Absolutely. Of course that, yeah. It, that's the most important thing. When we're talking about being safe, just communicate. Right. Good. Any, what else? Any other steps that you think we need to, to be aware of? Or is that, is that a good starting point for I us? I think it's a, between that and hazards recognition, I think they're great. And again, hazards recognition is communicating as well. Yeah. What's around me? What, well, what's around me? What, what should have, should be fixed or okay. what's not a good situation? What's stored incorrectly? What, you know, there's just hazards out there that we could communicate and fix. I think that's just key. Well, and again, it, this isn't always on the job site either. This could be, nope. this can be in our sheds. This can be in our offices. This can be in the parking lot. Absolutely. Um, what can be fixed? What can be, what can be better? What can we do to make it better? And again, you know, as I emphasized, I mean, I have hundred percent respect for those individuals that go out there and put themselves in the line of fire with respect to the traffic that's on the road. Yeah. It's incredibly high risk. I acknowledge the courage that they have to do that and fully respect that. What I think where we miss is when we come back to the office or come back to the shed or, you know, when we're out of that high risk area, our guard goes down. Of course. Um, and it's not to say that that's a bad thing. It's just to say I think our guard goes down enough that we're not looking at anything else because I made it through the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm here. I'm going to go home tonight. That's right. Period. Uh, so so those are the responsibilities we have as employees, right? Here are the things we need to be aware of. Uh, we need to talk to each other, all those things. What's the responsibility of UDOT as an organization? As an organization is to provide the tools um, the programs necessary for the employees to be safe. Um, we need to provide an avenue for the employees to take an active role in the safety program, which is one thing we're, we're trying to do with the statewide roads committee was or is to basically turn it over to 
a key number of employees, not not management. They don't have to be management. Um, everybody in that room is there's no titles, uh, but the program then evolves to the employees giving input and giving ideas and evolving the systems that we have to better do their job safely and more efficiently. And these are these are conversations, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, oh, they're I all mean, conversations. Uh, you you go into one of these one of these meetings and there's conversations. You're not being dictated anything. It's it's how do we here's a situation, how do we make it better? Now my role, just so you know, with respect to the to the roads committee statewide is to be an advisor to the committee. So when you talk about going in and dictating, my responsibility is to say, well, um, what we're talking about here may impact more than just, you know, one one region. It, it's going to impact the state as a whole. Um, well, we're going to have to go up, take a look at administrative rules. So hold off there until we can get that answer. Um, our program is going to have to evolve because you would like to do this. It's to give them the advice. In the end, I'm not a voting member. I'm just simply an advisor to that group. Good. So the tools are out there. They're out there. If you or your group need training, need safety training, Chris and his team are here to give that to you. We want to make sure that you feel like no matter where you're working, that you're qualified to be safe, that, that, that you've been trained to be safe in whatever environment that you're in. Correct. So um, reach out to Chris. We'll put his email on the um, on the email that goes out to our employees and on the podcast information. So reach out to Chris if you have any safety concerns, any thoughts even. I, I think, Chris, you're more than willing to, to hear I'm people's ideas. You know, we, we, want, we want everybody to have a voice here. So. Um, so we're here for you. So be safe. You know, like the things that Carlos always says when he finishes one of his um, – we do a talking or and she says, be safe out there. That's the number one thing he says. Um, he says, thank you for everything you're doing. Be safe out there. Put your seatbelt on, right? <laughs> Which is an easy one, guys. Uh, put your cell phones down. And I think there's, there's these little risks that we always take every day, and whether it's in the state, in, a state vehicle or in our personal vehicles. Um, reduce the risk. Be safe out there, guys. We really do. We want you to come to work and go home in the same in the same. Field. Nobody wants to see you. Yeah, nobody does. Well, thank you, Chris. I appreciate your time today. You're welcome. Uh, this is interesting stuff, and, and guys, we really, we really do care. So, reach out to Chris if you, uh, if you need any help. Okay, guys, thanks for uh, being part of episode 13. Lucky, I'm gonna say it, lucky number 13. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, in Salt Lake is a great burger joint. Lucky 13, 13 South. Delicious burgers. Anyway, uh, join us next time. Uh, and as always, I'm gonna put in the plug. If you have any ideas for future podcasts, uh, and I've actually had two or three people reach out this week with ideas, so uh, send them over to, to beyondthebarrels at utah.gov, and, uh, and we'll start talking about it. So thanks. Until next time, be safe out there. <laughs>